Nation, welcome to episode 782 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Robert Goldman, who's a director at a sponsor level uh, biotech that I've worked with in the past, and Chris Sauber, who's my business partner on DSCS Sweat Equity and Investments. We help sites get studies, do their budgets, SOPs, really everything. Uh, and I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors before I get into this intro. Inato is a free website for sites to get studies. They are basically matching sites with sponsors. They do not charge the sites anything. I'm on there a couple of times a week, always trying to look for new studies for my different PIs that we have. And uh, it's been an integral part of my growth process at uh, Yuma Clinical Trials. So quick shout out to Inato and also Creo. It's eSource, eReg, CTMS, auto texting, so much more. You only pay for what you use and you choose what you want per study. And it's an amazing tool. I can't imagine life without Creo. In this episode, we get into the job market for sites, sponsors, and CROs. And we kind of have everyone's perspective on this. And then we went live so we get some viewer, listener comments questions as well so check that out hopefully you like it thank you very much chris robert goldman what do you guys think about that intro that's like robert goldman that one's reserved for robert when he's on that's the <laughs> intro until we find a better one thanks dan appreciate that and a cleaner one that one's all clean no like it is clean words. it is clean we worked hard to make that clean um perfect intro for this topic, we were going to go budgets and I guess we can all like whenever it's you and Chris on, it's hard to not talk budgets, but there's so much more that you guys are capable of speaking intelligently so, about. Got to interrupt Dan. I apologize. Already. Chris already. He's early. He's got <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so go ahead. I got to tell y'all that are watching. If you weren't at the conference, you missed out. Robert put a show on. Oh man, Robert absolutely put a show on the the <laughs> panel we did on budget and contract. Now I was a little upset because I didn't get to say anything that was I was supposed to say, and I had to force it in, in the last thirty seconds. But Robert saved the day, man. With his uh, got to get a manicure and a pedicure <laughs> <laughs> the protocol, it was hilarious. I texted you guys that works. The pedicure, the manicure, the stuff you did, yeah. yeah. It's good. You're actually implementing it. I love but, it. It's amazing. Robert, Robert came up on the fly with that. That was hilarious. Yeah, that, that, it really was. Uh, it was a good time. I mean, that that was uh, it was pretty epic. I just wish we had more time for a Q and A from the audience because they were so engaged. They really want. They had so many questions, and unfortunately, I didn't make it to the breakout session. You know, during lunch. So Wait, you know what? The audience is always on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Um, yeah. Facebook. Right now we're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and then this will be recorded to YouTube um, and the audio. But thank you for that, Chris. But the point is, like, you guys are more than just budgets and contracts. And I think uh, people that don't know you enough try to stick you guys in that corner. And I think you guys do much more than that. And quite honestly, like, we're in the middle of, at least at the sponsor and CRO side, like kind of a weird job market, uh, for lack of a better word. I mean, sites, we don't see it. Um, 
I'm no longer hiring though, because I think we have enough staff for the studies that we have. But if we get another couple of studies that I know we can enroll on, we probably would hire someone else too. Uh, but what are you seeing, Robert? Because this you you you're coming in hot right now with articles yeah. and all kinds of stuff. You know, Dan, within the past, I would say four weeks, um, clinicaltrials.gov cold reach and cold calls are are kind of ceasing, which is a sign. Um, obviously that has a lot to do with the fact that I changed the, uh, status within our, our studies to, you know, not, you know, not enrolling active. However, um, a lot of recruitment firms are reaching out. How can we help with your building of your teams? Can you look at this person's CV? Are you hiring contract perm roles? And I can, I can tell you, no, we're, we're not hiring. Um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of biotech executives, uh, deep in the network. Um, neither are they. I so think, just, uh, real quick, Chris, there was an article yesterday. Um, they're, they're saying, you know, is 2024 the year of cost cutting and, and just, you know, more, more so corporate America, not just in pharmaceuticals, right? I'm talking across the entire board, yeah. just, just protecting the, the bottom line in a sense. And as a result, you know, we're seeing, we still continue to see job cuts and, and reductions in forces and people that are extremely experienced are having a very difficult time, um, you know, finding a new gig or, or switching to a new gig if they, if, if they, if they choose to do so. So that's what I'm seeing on my end. Um, it's a very different view, but go ahead, Chris. So just to elaborate on your end, right? So yep. you can speak definitively about your end, uh, hopefully. Um, so, um, in terms of hiring, right, you, you have recruiters calling you about jobs. Um, were you hiring six months ago, a year ago? Have you always been hiring up until recently? I mean, what did it look like in the past? Great question. Uh, to be very honest with you, no, we, we haven't hired since we, you know, we've been on a hiring freeze probably since 2022. Um, I would say May of 2022 is when, you know, we, we, there, there was no further discussions of expansion in terms of building out, you know, a clinical team, which was smack dab in the middle of a COVID. pivotal, pivotal trial. Well, not even so much COVID, but you're, I mean, you're right. But, you know, a lot, a lot fell on, on the shoulders of the current team that I, um, you know, that I work with and oversee at the moment, but you know, yeah, no, we, we have not been hiring. So what's the reason behind that? So it's not COVID. I threw that out there, but yeah, I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, capital markets, you know, fundraising, availability of funds, um, you know, risk averseness as in, in, as it pertains to investors, um, onboarding new investors. I just think a lot of the money was on the sidelines. I think it's changing. I am bullish on the fact that, um, uh, you know, uh, that this is possibly going to change oh look at the puppy little puppy not such a puppy boy we're, we're on a we're on a patent cliff though for big pharma 2027 supposed to be the beginning of like the huge patent cliff and for the for context like robert works for a really small biotech company uh but the biotech sector in general has been hit hard but the uh, the con general consensus is that it has to get better because big pharma needs more m a they have this patent cliff coming up in 2027. Most of the big pharma start getting hit with patents uh, uh, expirations. Uh, 
So you need, they need, not we, they need biotechs to start developing and start getting things through phase two, phase three. So, I mean, you could argue that it's going to improve. Like maybe we're in the worst part of it for Be, biotechs, right? Before you answer that, I just had one follow-up question that I wanted to throw Yeah, out yeah, there. sure. Um, so would you lose somebody since 2022, you haven't been hiring when you lose somebody, do you replace them or no? Uh, we, we do, uh, we okay. have, okay. unfortunately we've only lost, you know, a single team player who, um, you know, we, we were able to be very fortunate and bring in, uh, a very talented individual to, to backfill that role. However, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you have to operate with, you know, there's the must have stakeholders and then there's the nice to haves, right? Sure. But sure. uh, yeah, we did have to make one replacement. The re the reason for my questions is it's not necessarily that it's just you don't have the need to hire because your team was was organized and made, and you haven't really lost any members. It sounds like, right? Yeah, but you know, Chris, it, it was a it's a lean crew. Um, we we you know I believe there's a need. It's just you know there's there's a lot of contingencies like you know operational budgets do you have the flexibility to bring on a full fte um is it a contractor that you may need i mean there's a lot honestly you know i think a lot of the audience would tell you um or you know you would probably maybe even agree yourself that when you're in a pivotal trial um you know you need to have a pretty robust infrastructure to really oversee the quality of what your CRO partners are doing, assuming you're using a CRO. You know, some people use the FSP model, you're outsourcing certain tasks that may work for some organizations, but when you're solely relying on 100% outsourcing and you have to oversee each pillar of the clinical of the clinical teams, you know, and I'm talking the entire gamut, all the way from data management, PVG, safety, Apparently. medical monitoring, clinical, clinical monitoring, et cetera, it, it gets really challenging to work with a lean crew. So it's not like I didn't want to hire. I absolutely did. Um, just difficult in the climate that we're in right now when I don't have an operational budget to do so. Certainly. And Chris, you know, and, and it's in team again, it, it's more than just a salary, right? It's benefits. It's the whole gamut. It's to ensure the culture you know, is good. You want, you want happy people. You want your team to be fired up coming in. You want to, you want to make this change. That's why we're here. We're not here just to do this checklist job type of a deal. We want to actually get these products to market. So finding that happy medium is very challenging, at least for, for from what I see right now and talking with a lot of the industry colleagues, you know, a lot of, I, I um, that was my next Dan, question. Yeah, I just Dan. I just talked to Joey Bose. Big shout out to Joey. Ah, you know from yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big shout out to Joey um, from Cytonics, President and CEO. Uh, they're doing big things in in a in a familiar space to me. Um, you know, he echoes the sentiment. You know, he he's in fundraising mode one hundred percent of the time. Um, very creative what he does. I mean, he's very he's different. In, yeah, very. It's incredible, actually. Maybe that's the future. Do you think that's the future? What he's doing? It, it it could be, Dan. You know, finance in terms of fundraising is definitely not my area of expertise. But crowdfunding, you know, you get a thousand people to write a thousand dollar check. I downloaded a white paper, but I haven't read it yet. That's another podcast by uh, Icon about biotech funding. But I know Chris only has like eleven minutes left, so like. I want him and you to get this dialogue going. And then when Chris drops off, we can pick it up. But 
if biotech pharma companies are cost cutting, which I mean, I guess the biotechs have been, doesn't mean they're going to continue, right? What types of trials or what therapeutic areas are they mostly focused on? What are you guys well, seeing? So back in 2008, right? 2008, 2009, 2010, when sponsors were cutting things back, it, it seemed to me, and this is just anecdotal, of course, it seemed to me that they were sticking with the products that they had the most faith in, right? Everything that was, uh, well, this may or may not work, kind of exploratory, no, we're done with that. Cut that by the wayside, you know, when, when financial means return, we'll explore that further. But for now, it's just not, funding's not there. So just the things we have confidence that we can get FDA approval for are going to